3: All right, Joe Cameron, and John Ritchie. Normally the time for a little King action. A little Howard Eskin, Thursdays with the King. Howard gracious enough to move his time to 1 o'clock today, so we'll talk to the King in an hour because Boomer Esiason will be joining us uh, coming up uh, momentarily. And obviously a heck of a lot to talk to Boomer about with pro football, everything that has gone on and all that will occur. John, what's your gut feeling on whether the, as we stand here right now, whether the Bills... Bengals game will ever be played my gut says it will not and what do you think will
2: be the solution the Chiefs get the one seed if they win yeah James you agree with that I do that that's where my head is I mean I, I'm not saying it's 100 percent or yeah, yeah. anything but but if I had to bet on what I think going to play out I think it's going to play out that way
3: do you think they would do a coin flip between the Chiefs and the Bills for the one seed? Maybe. If the Chiefs win this weekend and the Bills win, I mean, isn't that more fair sure. than just I mean, awarding it, it to the Chiefs?
2: Decided, I mean, they've used coin flips in other situations in the history of the league. There's a precedent. The so Bills to speak. are
4: pretty ticked about coin flipping. Though.
2: Well, they got OJ Simpson throw a coin flip okay, but then. Oh, last year?
3: Last year. Against <laughs> oh, yeah, the good Chiefs. point. Yeah, it's a good so point. So are, are the Bills happy or not happy they won the OJ Simpson coin flip against the Eagles?
2: That's a good question.
3: <laughs> <laughs> things have changed. Oh, things changed a little bit over the last, uh, you know, fifty years or so. Um, all right. Well, anyway, Boomer Seisen on on all this and more. We won't ask him about you know OJ Simpson, but we might ask him about a coin flip. You never know. All right. Um, obviously, we'll get deep dive on on the Jalen Hurts situation and, and the Eagles and their playoff possibilities. While we await Boomer, let's go to the phones. Talk to Sean right now in Cherry Hill. Hi, Sean. Yo, yo. What's up,
5: guys? Good morning. Hey, Sean. Uh, Joe, do you want Jalen Hurts to win the MVP? Yes. When is the last time an MVP won the Super Bowl? Kurt Warner, what, almost 25 years ago? Well, Not you that you gave away to the answer. Good.
3: Dude, you gave away the answer right there. And normally- you were gonna Come on, you're the <laughs> hammer. You know you were going to get that, right? <laughs> Probably.
5: Oh, wow, okay. could have stumped you. But, no, nah, I I mean, obviously it would be cool to get both, but it just for some reason it doesn't happen. And then another thing, the Eagles, for – more reasons than people are thinking of need to win the division because of the coolest streak that I think is of the NFC East. Nobody winning it back to back. Yeah. If the Cowboys win it, that's over. And it's like, I don't even know how long that is now, but um, I think that's such
3: a cool streak. Just to well, it's wild. Yeah. I mean, the topsy-turvy um, NFC East has been.
5: So that'd be kind of sad to see that go. So I think they're going to wrap it up either way. I don't really, I don't, I don't even know if I want Hurts to play or not, but. Um, every Thursday during the NFL season that is the last week, I always wake up and I'm like, damn, the season's over. Like, there's no game tonight on Thursday. So for my ripoff, I don't know if this would count. Um, and I have Amazon Prime, so it doesn't matter to me, but like how you have to stream stuff through. Other, like, it's not just watch cable to watch your stuff, you know, would that counter. No,
3: no, no, I'll give you that. I mean, that's, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, the, the, you got to seek it all out. There's a lot to seek out these days, not to mention the cable bills, uh, you know, tad high these days. could have gone cable bill. Cable bill, tad high. <laughs> all right, let's talk to a uh, tremendous quarterback from the eighties and nineties in pro football has been a friend of the show through the years. Does a uh, morning radio up in New York for WFAN sister station uh, of us here at WIP through the Odyssey family. And obviously Tremendous analyst for uh, for CBS with all their their football coverage, Mister Boomer
1: Sison. How you doing, Boomer? Joe and John, thanks for having me on today. And uh, I hear that there's some good news in the offing in uh, relation to DeMar Hamlin, and I think we all should be thankful for that. And uh, glad that he opened his eyes, and sounds like he's getting better each and every day.
3: Boomer, big time. I mean, the news yesterday, and then really especially today, was just magnificent. And You know, we still don't know where this is going to go, but it looks like it's really trending in the right direction. So much to unpack with it. Let's just start with: What impact do you think this will have on the NFL moving forward?
1: You know, it's hard to say, and I'm not sure what John's take on this is. But you know, my feeling is is that you know, there's all sorts of things that happen during games, and some things happens for the first time, and then we see how people react to it. And whether or not we were prepared to handle it as a as a community, as an NFL community, as former players, players that are in the game today, and then, of course, the medical community, how it impacts fans and everything else. I have to tell you, um, from the Glasses Have Full Silver Linings perspective... Uh, The way that fans have rallied behind DeMar Hamlin and the Bills uh, Mm. has been nothing short of remarkable. It's something like we all came together. We saw a tragedy together. We all felt the pain and anguish of DeMar's teammates and his family. And I think uh, for that moment, we all became Buffalo Bill fans, and we all became uh, Damar Hamlin fans. And then the more we got to know about Damar because of his injuries and the deeper we dug into who this young man is, uh, the more impassioned we became about uh, our prayers uh, for him and his recovery. And now to hear uh, what we've heard today about him opening his eyes, and he seems to be neurologically intact, which is the most important thing at this moment, uh, makes me feel just absolutely great that the medical... Uh, community there in Cincinnati did exactly what they were supposed to do. They got them to the trauma center as quickly as they probably could, and uh, and then they took it from there. So uh, from an outcome standpoint, as we sit here today, it's remarkable. It's it's absolutely everything that we wanted to hear, and I'd like to think that uh, and say thank you to all the fans out there that supported his charity and, and support the Buffalo Bills. You know, can you
3: imagine Boomer when he really uh, comes to, uh, if he does, and we, we think at this point hopefully he will, when he finds out all that went on and how many people, as you're saying, millions got involved and prayed, it's going to be – it's very powerful stuff. It just, I, And I, I'll say this. I thought the NFL did a spectacular job on so many fronts over the last four or five days, um, you know, probably first and foremost saving his life on the field, getting him to the hospital. I, I just I think the NFL made a lot of correct decisions, and I think the league looks good. Boomer, let's let's talk some some Eagles here. Um, Jalen Hurts, we have varying degrees of concern, even in this studio, about how injured he is and sort of what it'll mean for this game and for the playoffs. What do you sense? What do you hear about the severity of Jalen Hurts' injury, whether he'll play on Sunday, and whether he'll be able to give the Eagles the full go in the postseason?
1: All right, well, that's a really good question. Um, you know, like everybody else, I'm kind of shooting in the dark here, and I'm, I can only go by uh, personal experience. So I've separated both my left and my right shoulders. Uh, and it both AC done
4: or SC? AC,
1: AC joints. Yeah. AC joints. So I, I'm assuming that's what he has, although it may be something else. Yeah, maybe he's something SC. Else on top of that.
4: His is SC, so it's to the sternum, like the, yeah. the clavicle to the stern.
1: Right. So there could be a crack in there, you know? Uh, and that's a big deal. That is a really big deal. Um, at the end of the 88 season, when our team was going into the super bowl, it almost mirrors exactly what's happening to Eagles right now. I got hurt. I think with three games left to go, um, we had to win our last game to to secure the number one seed in the AFC. I lost my right tackle, one of our best pass blockers and Joe Walter to a knee injury in that last game against Washington. And you know you just fight through it, but I didn't have a I didn't have a break in my shoulder. I just had like a mild separation in my shoulder, which still was a pain in the ass to play with. And mm-hmm. John, you could appreciate this. I mean, you know, you got to sometimes suck it up, but only mm-hmm. if you can protect yourself and you can be somewhat uh, um, productive, as you were say prior to this injury. You know, Jim. Right was on his way to being uh, an MVP in the in the league. I mean, mm-hmm. so I, I think we all understand the importance of who he is. Now, I think it's a break that they play the Giants, who most likely aren't going to be playing everybody. And if they do play, say, Daniel Jones for a quarter or something, I can understand that. But they're not going to ask him to run the ball against this Philadelphia defense. So, I mean, they could somehow protect Jalen and not have to play and get the number one seed. And give him another 10 days or so before he can really let loose. And I think that would probably be the conservative approach, but hopefully an approach that uh, that they could take.
4: How likely is it that there's more going on with Jalen's shoulder than the Eagles are letting on?
1: Oh, I think, I think it's a very good chance. You know, these coaches, they don't have to be totally honest about everything. And I think the fact that he's not on the field and he has limited practice and some of the videos that I've seen of him throwing doesn't look like he's all that comfortable. I, I don't mm-hmm. think he's, hundred percent. And I'm not trying to be a downer here. I'm just trying to be realistic about where he is as an athlete. And I know he wants to be on the field. I can guarantee you that. And again, right. we often talk about player safety. And, and one of the things up within that body of player safety is protecting the player from himself and the decisions that he would make if it were left up to him. So I think they got to be careful. they got to check. And I know Nick Sirian- Sirianni is a very thoughtful coach. He'll do what's right by the player. There's no question about that.
4: Earlier, you, you a sentence you used was he was on his way to the MVP. Does that mean that you feel it's all but certain that he no longer will become the MVP this season?
1: Yeah, it kind of reminds me of what happened to Carson Wentz uh, when he took the, the Eagles all the way to the playoffs and got hurt against the Rams. Mm-hmm. You know, he was on his way to an MVP season and then unfortunately could not play because of the knee injury. So, um, you know, it's kind of in that category, and I think uh, you would probably have to I believe, and and I'm a voter for the AP, so i got to go back and look at everything. Um, I would probably say right now I'm leaning towards Patrick Mahomes. You know, he's played every game. Uh, He's been a significant player in every single one of their games. He's done it a lot of different ways, both through the air, over 5,000 yards, and touchdown passes over 40. He's ran for touchdowns. I mean, he's been a remarkable player in his own right. So, unfortunately for Jalen, you know, the injury knocking him out against, you know, these – these final couple games, I think, you know, will hurt his chances yeah. to win the
3: MVP. So, Boomer, I totally agree with you that it'll hurt his chances. I don't think it's fair. And let me just give you the argument, and specifically to you as a voter. To me, Hurts should look comparatively better because in his absence, the Eagles lost two in a row. I, I yeah. just, it, it just drives me nuts that it probably will take the MVP from him, <clears> and <throat> I just don't think that's you know i know it's life's not fair but i don't think it's fair
1: well i do know this that uh the same probably could have been said had they missed games uh for Josh Allen, Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes <laughs> mm-hmm. you know if those guys weren't playing with their teams i there's no way that they would be where they're sitting right now so uh you know i try to take it all into account look at everything look at the totality of everything uh he's the quarterback uh he led them to a number 1 seed they haven't been able to hold up their end of the bargain without him so we all know just how important he is to the team, and we know what he has become, and he's going to become very, very rich beyond his wildest dreams here before too short, too long. But unfortunately, when you when you take into account the injury and the missing of games, um, you know you got you got to look at that uh, as well, and you got to look at the totality of the other guys' year uh, as well. How
4: much better a chance to win the MVP would Jalen have if the Giants play their starters this week?
1: If he plays, right. you know I don't know. I mean that, I think that would help his case. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I I fully expect them to win, and I fully expect them to blow Giants out. I do. They're a better team, Um, and the Giants, again, are not going to be playing any player that has any sort of injury or swelling or problem that we don't even know about. So when you see the list of inactives for this game, uh, I would imagine there are going to be some significant names on there, which bodes well for the Eagles, uh, who would love to have, I'm sure, an extra week off and give Jalen's shoulder a chance uh, to even heal further. Boomer, is
3: there, is there any consideration from the Giants organization, given that the Eagles tanked two years ago and kept the Giants from the playoffs, trying to stick it back to the Eagles and doing what teams normally would not do, and that's play starters, especially given the classic rivalry between the two franchises?
1: No, if Joe Judge were the the coach, I would say maybe, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but this is a different coaching staff and a different set of circumstances. You know, they were in this situation as an organization way back when in 2007 when they didn't have to play uh, Week 17 against an undefeated Patriots team, but Tom Coughlin said, no, this is history, and we're going for it. We're going to try to knock them off because we don't want them to be, uh, you know, undefeated uh, through the regular season, and it turned out to be a 38-35 game. It was an unbelievable game, and that game actually it was the impetus for the Giants to go on and win the Super Bowl that year because oh, wow. their offense all of a sudden woke up, and they also knew that when they got to the playoffs, and uh, the Super Bowl in particular, that they could beat the Patriots because they went toe-to-toe with them, trying to keep them from going undefeated. So, But that's a different, unique situation, and that's not where the Giants are right now.
4: If the Eagles find themselves in a worst-case scenario and there is more to Jalen's injury than the Eagles are letting on, how likely is it the Eagles can trust Gardner Minshew in postseason football? Good question.
1: You know, can he his, channel his inner Nick Foles is the question. Mm-hmm. And and quite, quite frankly, that team that won the Super Bowl with Nick as quarterback really elevated itself. Its defense, if you remember, well, we all remember, I mean, the defense was unbelievable in that playoff run. I remember they smashed the Falcons, I believe. And then, you know, when Minnesota came to town, they got turnovers. Yeah. And it wasn't really until the Super Bowl that Nick jumped onto the scene and had the greatest game of his life. Against the Patriots. So it was the team that supported the backup quarterback. So I think Nick and Gardner are very similar in in the type of types of players that they are. So Gardner just has to go out there and don't turn the freaking ball over. If you don't turn it over, mm-hmm. you'll get the game into the fourth quarter, and you'll have a chance to win.
3: Boomer Esiason with us here, Joe De Cameron, and uh, John Richie on WIP. Boomer, a lot has been on the focus short term with the Eagles, but let's just go a little longer term for a moment. I'm curious your thoughts on Hertz and his career as it moves forward. Um, big contracts obviously coming. Are you a big believer in him maintaining this level of play given style, hits it'll take, defenses of it make, trying to make adjustments – um do you think he can do this for seven to ten years or is is he um more susceptible to not be as good because of his style
1: no you know not he can't play as reckless as he's playing now the hit that he took in in chicago they got him from behind they didn't get him in front so if the guy was coming in front i'm sure he would have slid it's one of these weird tackles that happens and um you know he'll he'll learn uh you know as he grows i, I think that his competitiveness, his respect in the locker room, his leadership, you know, the substance side of the quarterback and the man who he has become is so powerful in that locker room that the playing part of him will elevate even higher, I think, over the next few years. And he'll refine his game and he'll be a little bit smarter with the ball. And, you know, he he's got great people around him. He's got great wide receivers. So it's all there for him to be a success. There's no question about it. And I think I was on with you guys. I don't know. I don't. know It may have been last year, and I think I I told you that. Look, I love Jalen Hurts because I think he's really a competitive S.O.B. and that competitiveness is what drives the team, and he fits the organization and the Philadelphia Eagle fan base and everything else perfectly. Right. Right. So I I think yes, I think he's going to be fine over the next few years. I, I, he's not Carson Wentz. You know, this is a different. This is a different, completely different personality, and I think he is like one with this team, and John, you and I have been in locker rooms. We know when the guy is the guy, and there's no question that, you know, Jalen has earned uh, that status in my eyes.
4: Boomer, does it look to you like defenses are starting to figure out ways to decode the Eagles' offense with all of the options built into it, that they can dictate what the offense does to their liking, the defense's liking, and that that could be a limiting factor for Jalen moving forward?
1: No, I don't think so. I think when Jalen's on the field, he makes it tough on opposing defenses. Mm -hmm. And because of the players that he's playing with and, you know, the skill players that he's playing with, I can make an argument that the skill players that he has on the field with him, including himself, are a top five group in the NFL. That's how athletic they are. That's how good they are. That's how sudden they are and how many big plays they've created. So I, I I don't worry about opposing defenses. This is not like the Baltimore Ravens who do have a limited passing attack and have to run with the quarterback, and have to call runs for the quarterback. This is a, a completely different set of circumstances. The wide receivers love playing with Jalen. I don't think wide receivers appreciate, you know, playing with Lamar Jackson because the passing game just isn't what it is in a lot of the you know cities around the, the NFL. So, and when I take a look at the quarterbacks in this league that are out and have missed games due to injury, you take a look at it, guys. It's all the guys that like to run around and make plays and are being you know calling rpos and things of that nature you can go right down the list that uh, and and jalen's one of those guys so you know you have to refine the game Mm -hmm. kind of like uh, josh allen has refined his game he doesn't Mm -hmm. take nearly the hits that he took when he was younger so i think that's the trajectory that jalen seems to be on
3: boomer san fran or dallas who's a bigger threat to the eagles in the nfc playoffs
1: to me, it's San Fran. Uh, I think they're the best team. I think they—they, they, you know, with with the exception of the unknown, which is the quarterback, uh, their defense is the best defense in football. I know that they gave up a lot of points last week. The Jared Stidham—that's going to happen every now and again—but uh, they are going to be a bitch to play against. They really are. And when you say when, you, when they,
3: you say best team, are you saying best team including the Eagles or best team other than the Eagles?
1: I think the best team overall. I think the best team in the league. Sands the quarterback, because the quarterback's the big question mark. So when I look at defensive line, offensive line, playmakers, linebackers, pass rush, uh, secondary, turnovers, sacks, you know, it all points to San Francisco. All of that stuff points to San Francisco. Right and plus, right. this Brock Purdy, is, is it's an amazing story that's happening in front of our eyes over the last three weeks. And you look at their offensive production and the big plays that they're getting, and he doesn't create big plays by running. Now, he moves a little bit. But the fact that this kid was Mr. Irrelevant and he's a rookie and he's put up these numbers in these games and how big these games are, it's a remarkable story that's unfolding right in front of our eyes.
3: Boomer, two final things here, man, and really appreciate some extended time. Sirianni. John and I have a theory that he doesn't get the recognition nationally he deserves. I believe it's because he presents himself as kind of goofy guy. Uh, Belichick, Reed, not goofy. Tomlin and Harbaugh. Now, look, those guys have done it for a long time. But certainly, there's nothing about Mike Tomlin or John Harbaugh that stands there and is goofy. It, it does uh, what? What does the national football experts think of Nick Sirianni?
1: Well, you know, you heard Nick Sirianni support my buddy Frank Reich, right?
3: Yeah. And, and by the uh, way, I think so he's I think he's a great coach. I want to be clear. i I think yeah, he gets, I, I, get, I think he gets shortchanged because of how he presents himself. But I'm sorry, guys. Right. So I guess I'm a national
1: media person. If, if you want to call me that yes. simply because I work for the NFL today and, in WFN, but I would just say that Nick's a terrific coach. He's one of the young bright coaches in the NFL. Yeah. He's awkward. And, you know, Mike McDaniel is awkward at the, at the podium. Um, I would say Sean McVay a little bit awkward at the podium. Kevin O'Connell, all of these young guys, uh, Zach Taylor is now growing into his spot in Cincinnati as a, uh, a leader amongst men. It takes a while for those guys to figure out how they got to do things. I, I think Nick is definitely in the running for uh, AP Coach of the Year. That I will tell you. You know, he's going to be right there. And uh, I'm sure Brian Dable is going to be right there. Kevin O'Connell is going to be right there. Kyle Shanahan is going to be right there. I think the Coach of the Year vote is going to be really, really interesting because I think it's going to be really split up. And it's going to be interesting to see what the final numbers look like.
3: Boomer, Carson Wentz probably done as a designated starter. Jaws said on our show yesterday he thinks he is done, done in the NFL done like he'll take his ball and go home won't want to be a backup jaws
1: even went as far as to say who would want him do you think carson is done done well you know jaws would probably know him better than i do i don't really know carson that well and i don't know if he's going to to be willing you know take a a one-year or two-year contract from somebody as some sort of backup i you know the other problem that that creates for whatever team he may end up on it puts the coach in a very weird situation because you have him on your team and, you know, people are going to be asking questions. If your starting quarterback is not playing well, kind of like what Ron Rivera's been dealing with this year. So I don't necessarily know that he's done. He he would be done because he would not want to play under those circumstances. And I think Jaws makes a very good point about, like, who would want him now. This is his third mm-hmm. team. It's the third failure at the end of the season. And it's been a, it's been messy, although Frank Reich had him in Indianapolis, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions and had him on the right track until your told Frank, you know, you got to get rid of this guy, you know, so if Frank could have kept him for another year, maybe we would have seen a different Carson Wentz this year.
3: And boomer final thing, Bill's Bengals. What what hap, What will happen? What should happen?
1: Well, I think what's going to happen is that they're going to either they're going to call it a no contest. I can't imagine putting the Bills, even with the situation with Demar Hamlin right now, I, I just can't imagine putting the Bills on a plane after this week's games and going to Cincinnati and playing that game. I just I can't envision that. That's me personally. And I would imagine that's probably part of the discussion, you know, in the Buffalo locker room and also in the commissioner's locker room. Uh, in the offices of the commissioner. I think they'll make that a no contest. And then the commissioner does have a very broad based powers within the bylaws of the league that he can actually do what they did in 2020, saying that, you know, if there was a team that played less games than a team in their division or in their conference, they would go by win percentage as what would determine the seeding in the playoffs. And unfortunately, that B- Bengals Bills game was a big part of that. Yeah. So, I think that's what they're probably going to do, and I'm sure that the commissioner has is, is kind of slowed this down a little bit to give respect to DeMar and his family and the issues at hand from Monday night. Uh, they came out and said they're going to play Week 18, which they should be playing, and then later on, I think somewhere along the line here, they'll probably say they're not going to play that game. That would be a no yeah. contest. So that would mean if Kansas City wins, on Saturday, they would get the one seed by virtue of having a better win percentage, yeah. even if the Bills and the Bengals win on uh, Sunday.
3: Well, I'll tell you, I think a coin flip is a lot more fair than just awarding it to the Chiefs. That's I, I just my opinion. But, hey, Boomer, I want to thank you, man. John and I have been in this midday time slot for six years. You've joined us probably two to three times a year. Uh, and I just want to thank you for all these years you've been on our show, man. We are big fans of you and, uh, and greatly appreciate you being part of the program.
1: I appreciate that, Joe. Thank you very much, John. Have a great day, and, uh, and Thanks, I'll talk boomer. to you guys soon. And right? make sure
3: you let Spike Eskin know who's really boss. <laughs> <laughs> will do, guys. Thanks. <laughs> I right, see it, Boomer. Yes, Boomer's um, A lot of information there. James, what do you got?
2: So, actually, some information on what you were just talking about. Looks like Boomer's likely going to be right about this. Pro Football Talk just tweeted out a couple minutes ago. I'm expecting an announcement this afternoon that the Bills-Bengals game will be declared a no contest.
3: Well, what then needs to be – And okay, so NFL playoffs would not be pushed back. They don't want to um, you know, do the thing where, this, where the conference title games gets pushed into the bye week and all that. So as far as I can tell, there's then only three options if the Bills win and the Chiefs win this weekend. Tell me if I'm missing an option. Here's the way I see it. Now, two op- there's two options. Option one, you go by win percentage, which favors the Chiefs. Option two, you flip a coin. I I I would go with no option two.
4: Flip a coin. They're just going to leave it as it is, and that, I would flip that a coin. AFC Championship game is going to be played in Kansas City. Well, forget and the that Bills, because you the even Bills are going to win.
3: You have to determine before where the game's played who's the number one seed because who gets the buy. The Kansas City Chiefs will get the bye.
4: Seltzer,
2: break will... the wishbone, it so, a coin, or you're warning it to KC if they if they have the better win percentage. I would. Fl- I don't think they're going to. I think they're just going to do what John's saying. But if I would flip a coin, I think it's more fair. I agree with you. Heck yeah, it's more fair. Bills play one less game. They're otherwise thirteen and three. And they would they were in the driver's seat. They beat Kansas City. So like the Bills, absolutely. if the season just plays out and they win out, they're the one seed. So like, you know. And by the way, the implication just, back to the Eagles is massive it's, because it could determine who the Eagles play
3: in the Super Bowl if oh, they get absolutely, there. Absolutely, yeah. Look, I think so the,
4: arbitrary. Look, do you, I think the Bills are going to go to the Super Bowl? I mean, I think with everything that has transpired, harder road
3: through Arrowhead, man. Okay.
4: I know. I know it's a harder <laughs> road. And I know that last year the fact that they lost there and the way that they lost there, I think that actually helps the Bills this year.
3: We'll see. We'll see. All right, if you want to react to the the many things Boomer Sison said, please do. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Joe DeCamera and John Ritchie on WIP. Hey, with football season nearing the end of the regular season, now's a great time. Of course as the postseason gets near to download FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's free bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, that's when you sign up using promo code HAMMER. I don't have to tell you how many different ways you can bet. There are a lot of ways, a lot of games, Philadelphia, New York, some unknowns on who's going to play, quarterback for Philly, who's going to start for the Giants, obviously. Postseason implications, MVP odds, I mean, you can get in on all of it with FanDuel Sportsbook, which has an app that's awesome. Safe, secure, easy to sign up for, by the way. Easy to navigate from game to game, league to league, to lock in on the bet or bets you want with FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 94WIP. As always, the key is to sign up using promo code HAMMER. Why? Well, in this instance, you get a no-sweat first bet, up to $1,000. But it also is there for the best deals across the board. Promo code HAMMER to make every moment more this football season